0: Hey
1: everyone, welcome to another episode of the Superview Show's Mixed Band, coming to you live once again from the JK. I am joined by a Starfoot panel and our co-host Bill Murphy, Allie, and Justin. What's going on, guys? What's going on, folks?
2: What is
1: up? Happy early Halloween.
3: Ha- yeah, yes. happy five days early Halloween.
2: Happy Halloween. It's spooky season, all.
1: It's spooky, spooky season? Scary, spooky, spooky scary. <laughs> it's incredible. Uh, yes, Halloween is coming up in the in the American holiday. And for those who are not in listening to us in the US, uh, the American holiday of Halloween is coming up no, next it more
3: week. An American ho- No, it's, it's not just an American holiday, I, I thought it was, was a thing.
4: Celtic holiday and a pagan holiday.
3: Yes, it was brought by my people, the Irish.
1: Yes, yes. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> <ones>. <laughs> so <laughs> what we're going to be doing is Bill, what is our topic today? And I forgot whatever it was. I don't even
3: okay, know. so. First of all, as you can see, we have a little... uh, We are joined by our good friends here. Because friends are fun! Um, Yes. So, you know what? Since it's um, Halloween-ish, because Halloween's on Monday, but we've decided this Halloween, because two years ago we did, like, a general Halloween thing. Last year we didn't do a Halloween special. We did something creepier, though. We talked about Barney, so... mm.
5: That's right. It was for our our
3: shows that we loved as kids and now hate as adults, so we did that last year before Halloween. So, for this Halloween, we're going to do something interesting. Today, we are going to be counting down our top five favorite Tim Burton films.
1: Yes, in the spirit. And then, if
3: we have time, we're going to count down our top five favorite Kanye West albums. Oh, Oh, Jesus
2: Christ, no. Uh, (laughs) I have no
3: regrets.
2: (laughs)
4: So, wait, the top five brands there's that are. There's an audience Kanye member West. that knows what's coming
2: right now. What was that, Justin? I said there's an audience member that knows what's coming right now.
3: <laughs> yeah, so no, 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 we're mm. not doing anything Kanye West related tonight, even though he's scary enough. Um okay, no more Kanye West jokes. So we are gonna be counting down our top five. Justin, what's with the hat?
0: Well.
2: I should mention the hat. I wish I had the wig that accompanied it, but I threw that out. A few weeks ago, I went to a party and I went as Tim Burton.
0: Oh, interesting.
3: This is coming in just in time. Just in time. (laughs) But I'm Ben. You're going to smack me for that one, aren't you, next time you see me? There might be children
5: watching this. Big time.
3: Oh, you love me though.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. Um all right. Well, but okay, anyway,
3: okay, we okay, but anyway, we are counting down our top five favorite Tim Burton films. Oh yeah. So watch out, everyone. And some relationships might be tested tonight. Yes. They're might. They're just might. But, yes. Okay, before we get to the top five, I think we should start with some honorable mentions. Don't you think, JT? Sure, let me... Sorry, I I just hijacked your show there for a second. Um
1: (laughs) You you do it every week. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, You still keep (laughs) it Yes, but um, honorable mention films, go. Who wants to go first for their first honorable mention for a Tim Burton film? Because we're only doing top five. We're only doing a top five.
4: Yes, I'll go because I have two... Okay, Okay. so my first one is really an underrated Tim Burton movie. It's James and the Giant Peach. Okay, it's like I'll be honest, it's like childish, but yet at the same time, like the whole stop motion of it.
3: Yeah, it is. Mm -hmm. And you know which Tim Burton character makes a cameo?
4: Which one?
0: Which one? No,
2: don't leave us in suspense.
3: No, I was pointing with my with my cursor. Oh, Jack, Jack Skellington.
5: Oh. Oh, uh, okay.
3: Like if you watch the um, if if you the um when they're fighting the um the pirate the pirate captain, if you look really closely, that's
0: Jack Skellington. Wow. Oh. Ah. The more you know. Hmm. Or what is this, Ben?
4: Random a box with Bill. Random <laughs> box with Bill. Already? <laughs> All right. And this, I know you will and... kill me for this, for my second I mention, because it has yet been released, but just by the trailer for it, I am putting it in. I am putting Wednesday in. It's not a film, but honestly, it is, just by looking at it, and just by the way Tim Burton directed it, you're definitely gonna see one of the darkest Adams family shows or films ever.
0: Mm.
2: Alrighty. Those are
0: your two?
4: Those are my two.
2: Um uh, just to uh make one slight correction regarding Jason and the giant peach, that is one of his productions. Um the director of that one was actually the same director as Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh Bill, who's the director's name again?
0: Henry Selleck. Thank you. Alrighty. But it
2: has uh, Tim Burton's fingerprints all over it. I will admit that.
0: Okay. So, who wants to go next?
2: Justin,
1: you go Justin, next. you go next.
2: So... <laughs> I don't exactly have honorable mentions, but I do have two dishonorable mentions. Ooh,
4: bring in the dishonor.
2: <laughs> so, first one is Disney's Alice in Wonderland. Okay. You would think this would be a match made in heaven, and yet this movie was so boring and contrived. Um, you probably just picked the best part of the movie uh, which was Helen Bonnet over the top performance because at least it was entertaining to watch aside from everything else Johnny Depp was awful um, Anne Hathaway was awful Alan Rickman okay he was fine he was really really good but <laughs> it's always really really good so you fashion. not
0: disappoint yeah. me.
2: And it takes place in a place called Underland. And Alice thinks she's streaming the entire time. I'm like, no, this is no.
0: A whole movie of no. With one yes with Alan Rickman. Okay. Alan Rickman.
2: Plus, you put a story to... You You built a plot to a movie that really shouldn't have a plot if you go by the talk. True. Or not that much of a plot. And my second dishonorable mention is his most recent directorial effort, Dumbo.
4: <laughs> I think there's a valuable lesson here. Never let Tim Burton make live-action Disney films.
0: Remakes. Mm.
2: Just don't give him my exactly.
1: Idea. What? Tim Burton is redirecting Bambi? What's going on, guys? No! <laughs> <laughs> <What>?
2: <laughs> like... There was one scene that I was actually looking forward to. And that was the pink elephant scene. And even that was a pretty nothing
0: scene.
2: Yeah, it's supposed to be a scary, nightmarish scene. Instead, they be prepared it.
0: oh gosh
2: yeah they just went half-assed into it and and look I get it you can't do alcohol and cigarette uh, tobacco references in kids movies anymore but then don't remake the movie Jesus it's
0: it's a contrived plot of
2: the of this giant circus tycoon buying out the circus and going to kill the mother and all the circus sideshow attractions uh, get together to try and free the mother and free Dumbo and they go to Africa which admittedly probably gave Bill and I our favorite joke you ready? One, two, two three. Come Dumbo. Come, Dumbo. We must make a huge the image to find rock. And I hear we have a new key.
0: Why and this then four, like four months Warburton later, did?
2: and even... Wait, what?
4: Why did it sound like Patrick Warburton for a second?
2: <laughs> because okay, it did. I wasn't going for Patrick Warburton, but if you want me to talk like Patrick Warburton, well then. I can pick that
3: out. And four months <laughs> later, what comes out, Justin?
2: The Lion King live action remake.
3: And we oh, were gosh. literally looking for Dumbo in the opening credits. <laughs> we're like, is he here? We <laughs> Admittedly
2: we were. We're like, is he yeah, there? Looking. Nope, he wasn't there, but I would have laughed my ass off if he was.
3: Then that is the
2: perfect... Because if if that actually happened, that would have been worth the price of admission alone. The whole movie would, could have sucked, and it did, but that one moment would have made me smile.
3: The Disney live-action cinematic universe. <laughs> So, okay. JT, you have your honorable mentions?
1: I only have one. Okay. And it is, um, I got to go back to the other page where I, just, I was looking at where it was. Um, oh, where was it? Hold on. Uh, all right. My, all right. My, I only have one honorable mention for Tim Burton's, um uh, my top five Tim films that is actually, and this might surprise some of you, but it's actually Batman Returns. Okay, Uh-oh. uh oh, <laughs> uh, oh, you're gonna oh. remember, folks, relationships will be tested this evening. Yes, sorry, all right, uh, no, but uh, truthfully, uh, when you it should be no surprise that Batman 1989 is in my top five, but that's just me. My <laughs> Sorry, everyone. Um, But Bat, (laughs) Jesus. But Batman Returns. It. it, I still enjoy it for what it is. Was it as good as the 1989 film? No, but was it still dark and like in that tone of like the first one? Is truthfully, yeah. I mean, was it a great sequel? It was a good sequel. Wasn't too too uh too crazy, but it was crazy. Let's be real, Uh, especially with Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman in there, and that was just. Crazy on its own. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, my my only honorable mention is Batman Returns by Tim Burton. That is my only honorable mention. Did, did we all go? Did Bill share his?
3: I'll give you my honorable mentions. I have three. Okay, go ahead. Okay, okay my first one is called Mars Attacks. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, I know what you're talking about. It is a stupid movie, but yes, if- so it's I would call it so bad it's good. Oh, really? Okay. Hey. It's like it's like you know you're watching it and the aliens they look like five dollar Halloween decorations you get at Walmart.
1: They actually do. You're right.
3: They're so bad,
1: but yet it's so enjoyable. It's almost <laughs> like something from like the the fifties, but more with Tim Burton dressing.
3: It,
1: we'll take it. Yeah,
3: it's so it's so stupid, but it's so great. It's, it's so bad. It's good. Yeah, I would say it's um uh, mm-hmm. guilty pleasures. Everybody, everybody has a, has a few. few. So
2: oh,
1: is
3: it a cult classic? Though? Pleasures,
1: some for me and some, some for, for me you. and some for you. Allie All right. raised a good. Allie raised a good question.
3: And I think it has gained a little bit of a cult following.
2: Oh, it's a cult classic. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So Mars Attacks. Okay, my next one is. Corpse Bride. Uh, Right. Really. I really like this movie. (laughs) For those of you who haven't seen it, it's actually based off a Russian Jewish folktale about a about okay a a young man named Victor is who's voiced by Johnny Depp is. In an arranged marriage, is well, he's gonna be in an arranged marriage. Screws up at his rehearsal, runs out to the what call it, runs out to the woods, puts the practices his, his um his lines, puts his, the ring on a branch. Oh, it wasn't a branch; it was a hand of the dead bride of a dead <laughs> bride, and takes him to the um to the underworld. Oh wow! As you do, yeah. Oh, that sounds like an interesting day, doesn't it?
4: I think you it's should the, save some of the rest because it's going to probably be on one of my top five.
1: It's the perfect first date, guys.
3: <laughs> Go to the underworld. I just want to say, I love that scene when he's in that underworld bars. Wake up! Wake up!
1: Wake up! Wake up!
3: <laughs> and, okay, my last honorable mention is Ed Wood.
0: Oh. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Scissorhands?
3: Ed Ed Wood. Ed Wood.
1: It took me a second. Sorry, everyone. It's two words. Okay. So Sorry. This,
3: this movie is actually about, well, Ed Wood, who is considered the greatest, the worst director, who is considered Ever. the worst director of all time. It's basically a biographic, biographical film about Ed Wood's life. Okay. And... And of course, making his cult classic Plan Nine, Justin Plan Nine
2: from Outer Space.
3: Yeah, and you know what's so the
2: worst, of- one of the worst movies ever made. I have to a see Nicole it. But I Bonham really want to.
3: It. it has gained a cult following, though. Um, but Ed Wood, what if I? What I really like about this movie is the message about how. About how Ed was just really, just really loved his, just really loved what he did. And who cares that his movies came out bad? He loved what he
1: did. What, what we all search for in life.
3: And, you know, there's a scene there, like when he's making Plan 9 from Outer Space, he's getting funding from some church because they said, he they get to take some of the money that he makes so they can make their own movie about the apostles, and he doesn't like what they're doing, and he go runs off to a bar, dresses as a woman, and he runs into okay they said this account was they said this encounter was fictional, but he runs into Orson Welles. Oh wow. And and they just talking about how he's talking about how frustrated he is, and then Orson Welles tells him the story. I gave, them, I gave the studio a screenplay for a movie. They hated it. And you know what movie that was? Citizen Kane. Citizen Kane. So, and they hated it. But I told them they're not allowed to touch it or make any changes. Mm. And then he says what I think is the best line in the movie. He says, remember, Edward, visions are worth fighting for. There's wow. no point in living someone else's dream. True. So I just what i i just love the if you're going to any media whether it be film music i think this is a movie you should watch because it shows that it's it has that message of do what you love who cares if it's good if it's not good if you put passion in it it's good justin what do you say
2: it's definitely on my list i really want to see this movie um I am waiting to find it on streaming. About
3: mm. we're waiting. All right, now without further ado, let's get to the list. All right, who wants to go first?
1: Hmm. Justin, you go first. Okay, we're gonna Uh-oh. do this five, All right.
3: five, five, five. You know, we're gonna go. Yeah, we do, we'll do five, yeah.
1: then four, then three, then two, and then one. Yep.
2: So I have a confession to you guys. I have only seen seen seven Tim Burton movies. Okay. That is why I went with dishonorable mentions instead of honorable mentions. (laughs) Uh, So, with that said, my number five is Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Really? Mm-hmm. I, Relationships tested.
4: Tested? So, <laughs> this relationship has been tested.
2: I, mean, I will okay, concede, but... I will concede this. Johnny Depp, horrible choice for Willy Wonka. Thank you! And I actually did some research for this to see was this a directorial choice? Was this an acting choice? Or was this in the script? And the answer is yes. <laughs>
4: so all <of> the above?
2: <laughs> Pretty much. Um, I, I saw a little bit of this, a little bit bits of that. Um, there was some dialogue in there that could have suggested, okay, um, he's still calling um, Veruca little girl. Um, outside, there you still have the creepy uh, doll things. Um, and there's also a scene with the uh, square candy that looked round And it was basically this exercise of futility. Oh, hmm. uh, let you ponder that on your own time. But the reason why is I I'm gonna be defending this is a yeah there there was stuff in the script that suggested mm, maybe um another polish could have fixed that. But yeah I do think it was probably the casting of Johnny Depp that really nailed it. I think depth was not an optimal choice. With that said the children, great casting.
3: Oh, absolutely!
0: Yeah,
2: amazing casting, and I like what they did with the children. How they are truly in this in this iteration, they are products of their parents. Yeah, you know um, Augustus being the product of two Gluttonous parents, um, you have Baruka being this snotty rich girl. Which okay, those two were in the, um, uh, the original the nineteen yeah the the, the original one, the 1971 version. But uh, um, what they didn't have was Violet being this competitive freak. Um, with an insane soccer mom and Mike being this
0: um, technology
2: obsessed narcissist know-it-all which you could definitely see more with coming from uncaring parents who let their TV raise them? It would be. It was more clear in the Burton version than it was in the 1971 version. I that can see that. Mm-hmm. yeah. Now, here's something that Bill and I actually really do disagree on: Freddie Highmore as Charlie.
3: Yes. Now, this is Freddie Highmore before he became a serial killer and then became a doctor in that order
0: oh my (laughs) continue Justin
2: so Bill thinks that Charlie was too much of a goody goody two shoes
3: and I stand by that
2: however that's the character of Charlie Buckets
0: you know that's
2: He is portrayed as a very sweet, loving kid. And I'll give you this. The whole added subplot with Willy Wonka's father probably didn't help things. Because, again, that was a complete fabrication for this remake.
0: Or as Tim would call it. A reimagining. Yes. But for what it was,
2: I didn't hate it.
0: Aren't they doing a prequel
2: though to this? They yeah. are doing a Willy Wonka prequel, but I don't know if it's exactly the best or if they're just testing what they can do with the IP. They still right. have yet to do an adaptation of Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator
3: because Roald Dahl did not like the the one with Gene Wilder, and he refused, and his estate refused to give them the film rights to that. Hmm.
2: And yet they are able to do a prequel
0: Timothy Chalamet.
3: Timothy hey. Chalamet. I'm not Roald Dahl's estate. Don't ask me. But you know what. I I want to give Justin a counterpoint here when he said that is the character, Charlie Bucket. But in the in the original, in the original, yeah, he was a nice kid, but he was a kid. And I think what makes him better than Freddie Highmore is that he acted like a normal kid, like he had emotions, he had feelings, he had you know, you saw him get angry, you saw him get frustrated. I think that's what makes it more compelling than Freddie Highmore. Hmm. But I used to hate this movie, but you know what, Justin? I'm about to say something that I thought, you ne- you thought you'd never be around to hear me say. But My position on this movie has kind of softened a little bit. Say that one more time. My position on this movie has kind of softened. One more time. Don't push
2: it!
4: <laughs> I, I can't hear you. Did you say something? <laughs> My position
3: on this movie has (laughs) softened a little bit. What? Okay,
2: okay. Okay, okay. No need to yell, Bill.
3: (laughs) Okay, now that we got that out of the way, continue. Anything else, Justin, on this matter?
2: Um...
0: Always good to see Christopher Lee in the movie. Thank you rest <laughs> in peace. Yep.
1: Who wants to go next for their number five?
4: Do I have to go? Oh, I started that out with a bad
1: Oh, uh, sure. <laughs> Allie, go I, ahead.
4: I feel like I'm gonna have a worse one.
3: Oh god. I Here mean, go. I
4: just I saw a good amount of it.
3: Okay, this is a judge free zone, don't worry.
4: My number five is one of Tim Burton's first directoral movies. I'm talking Pee-wee. Okay,
2: uh, it's be like be sure to tell him, Lord, my sent you.
4: I mean, I'd be honest. It's like this is before the whole Pee-wee Playhouse and all that. Before Paul Ruman got arrested in a movie theater, <laughs> <laughs> and we lost Bill. Oh
2: well.
4: Well, <laughs> but pretty much the plot line is just so simple. But that's yet-
2: the line for Bell.
4: <laughs> simple yet extreme. Pee-wee searching for his bicycle that his neighbor stole and ended up going to the Alamo.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Probably the the best part of this movie is the beginning, like his contraption to make the breakfast. <laughs> <sighs> ah, man. I'm asking, you okay, the breakfast?
1: <laughs> oh, sorry about that.
4: <laughs> Man, you're fine.
1: Bill is back. Uh, don't D-
0: worry.
4: Bill, do you want some if Mr. Was- T-cereal? What was that? You want some Mr. T-cereal?
3: I'm good, thank you. <laughs> now, but uh, I'm going to be honest with you here. Um, I saw PB's Big Adventure. I wasn't the biggest fan of it, in all honesty. Really? I didn't hate it. I just... I think once he gets on the road, the movie becomes better. Oh, yeah. I hated Francis in that movie.
4: Francis? was a douche? I, <laughs> I
3: felt like I was watching two man-children fight over the last cookie. No, it
4: was a bicycle. Yeah, I think that was display. kind of
3: the point. Yeah, but you know what You know what I really love, though? When he's, like, falling that meat, and he goes, Exhibit A!
4: Exhibit B! Exhibit no! A. <laughs> yes. And I'll be honest. I think the first time I've witnessed Pee-wee, I saw like an HBO show when he did his his Pee-wee Herman show, and I'm like, oh my gosh, Pee-wee Playhouse. Mm. No, the Pee-wee Herman show.
2: Yeah. The one he did in 1981.
4: The one he did like the revival of it in like
2: 2011.
0: I've I saw both. And your thoughts?
2: I need an adult. Or, well, now
4: you watch it as an adult and see all the references.
3: <laughs> what? Tell them Large Marge sent you. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's pretty much all I can I say about the movie.
3: And by the way... I um, mean, that is
2: probably the biggest indicator of what was to come with uh, the Tim
3: Burton. E- <laughs> Dottie, who's played by EG Daily...
4: A.K.A. the
3: voice of Tommy Pickles. Yep, she was the voice of Tommy Pickles and I think Buttercup and the Powerpuff Girls. Yep. Hmm. So there's a fun fact we'll brush your friends at Halloween parties with. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so anything else to say about Pee Wee?
1: No, I'm good. Bill, do you want to go next?
3: Yeah, I'll go next. My, My number five... Shake, 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 Sinara! Shake your body light.
2: Work, oh, work,
3: work Sinara! Worky dolly time. Right. Sorry. So when am
4: I going over to your house to choke you? What for? What? Why'd you put it so low? Well, it's seriously, high. I
2: number five.
3: <laughs> okay, you know what? I'm not care about everybody's. You pin better
2: pin. love
3: the next four. <laughs> You know what? It's my frickin' list, and I put in the way I made it. So, anyone who does not disagree with me, you are fine to respectfully disagree with me. Good, I do disagree with oh, you, though. my tirade. Thank you. Enjoy the show, and God bless. Um, anyway. Okay, Beetlejuice. Okay, I haven't really thought in any particular order. Just ones I think that mean a lot to me. Um, Beetlejuice is... It's just such a fun movie. It is like one of those fun but screwed up
0: movies.
3: With... Because, hey guys, it's (laughs) showtime. not said
4: his name three times in a row.
3: I will make you say my name. Oh yeah. That was for you, Allie. That was from the Broadway musical. I
4: know. And I'm so pissed because I'm probably never gonna see it because it closes in January.
3: Hey no! Allie. Is it is there a lottery for it?
4: No. Damn it. I know. I'd
2: Are say they the, do like a tour.
4: I want this to be on Netflix.
2: No, wait, there is a tour. We're providing gear for it. What? There's going to be a Beetlejuice North America tour. When? We soon. We're already providing gear for it.
3: Allie? Or we could try to get tickets before the show goes off, but you know how huh, how much of those going to be.
4: Oh, yeah.
3: Okay, but anyway, Beetlejuice is about when a dead couple... Recently dead. A recently dead couple. And don't forget, the book of the...
4: Recently dead, dead.
3: of the recently deceased, gives them. But you know what? I I can't take. I don't know a lot of the the plot holes in this movie because it's like they they said the living and the dead can't communicate, but yet they're talking to Lydia. But it's staged in the book of the recently deceased
0: that the living and the dead cannot communicate. Um.
2: I think they're that they're saying they are not
3: allowed to communicate.
4: There's loopholes.
3: Damn loopholes. Okay, we need someone to rewrite that book. Um, but anyway, I mean,
2: even the the couple thought that the book was confusing. So,
3: so, but anyway, so a a couple move into their house and played by Catherine O'Hara who was in another Tim Burton movie, and we'll get to that when we get to that. Um, but they're taking over the house, so they go to the help of a of a troublemaking ghoul called Beetlejuice, who is a bio-exorcist. Who is a bio-exorcist who is going to who is going to try to help drive the couple out. And What, and also, you know who's a really underrated character in the movie? No, Juno. Oh. Yes. When she, she's just so funny. Like, and one of the, my favorite, and one of my favorite jokes is, one of my, one of my favorite things, it's like, when he's like, well, why don't we call that Peter? don't say his name, don't say his name. It's like a
4: joke, Bill, and I say,
3: because he say that name
4: three times. He, you know who won a Super
3: Bowl? Wins another Super Bowl.
4: Can't say it though.
3: We are not going to say his name, or he'll win another Super Bowl. So.
4: So we cannot say TB's TB's twelve. <laughs> Shh! I didn't say the full name.
3: Anyone who says that full name is getting their ass kicked.
1: That man needs to retire. Just saying. The immortal one is mortal. But anyway,
4: <laughs> the goat will be slaughtered soon.
1: Yeah.
3: But anyway, moving on to, yeah, but um, but anyway, like I love a lot of the humor in this movie. It is very twisted It is a very twisted movie, mm-hmm. but it is hilarious.
5: Mm-hmm. oh yeah,
3: it is a very twisted but hilarious movie um. but and Michael Keaton, I love how he can just go from zero to hundred when he goes, Well, what are your qualifications? Well, I attended Julie, oh, I yes. to Julie. Oh, yes. I went to Harvard Business School. I travel extensively. Well, can you be scared? Oh, you got see- it? <laughs> 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 oh, like it. Oh, you you. You forgot like-. the best part of that. What?
2: I've seen the X's 137 times. And uh, every time <laughs> I see it. Or nice
3: fucking model. Um. yeah but also you know when I first saw this movie when I was like 10 there was a lot of things I didn't get until I watched it recently like like when they're all in the waiting room and they're like you know there's a shark on there and this one guy has a shark I didn't get this when I first watched it but I'm like oh that's all the ways they died
2: yeah and you notice that uh, Juno's neck was slit.
3: Yes, and there was a joke that they made. And listen, I don't want to joke about this topic. If anyone, um, if anyone is struggling with these type of thoughts, please go get help. We all we all want to yeah. see you do well. Please go get help. Yeah. But when they when one of Catherine O'Hara's friends in the movie goes. You know what they say about people who kill themselves? In the afterlife, they become civil servants. Like, I thought, okay, I think that joke's a little messed up, but it is kind of clever, to be honest. Um, it is kind of yeah. clever. Um. So, and also the sandworms. Oh my god. Yes.
4: That's my new pet right there. I need it to eat people I hate. <laughs> And I also want to ride on one.
3: So, anyway. And also, the music. Da-na-na. Da-na-na. And also,
0: day-day. we said ah,
3: I come
2: oh.
3: And then, shake, 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 Sinara. Shake your body light. Work, 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 Sinara. Work it all the time. Like, but, um, no, because I love the angle you said I could do it on my mat. And they, because I got an A on the math test. like, okay, we promise. And then she's doing that. And then, and then the, um, and then Lydia's father goes, oh, sounds like Lydia got an A on the math test. But I really love Michael Keaton in this movie. I just really love the, I really love the spitfire. I, I really love just the attitude. It just, Everything. It's just such a fun movie. Mm -hmm. And looks like Beetlejuice 2 may come out soon. Yeah. I don't
4: know if I'm ready for a Beetlejuice 2.
3: I am. Maybe it's it's gonna be
2: Lydia that's dead this time. Ah.
3: Or maybe Michael Keaton's gonna come back. I think remember the wedding scene by the way, the wedding.
4: See the musical and then tell me about the wedding scene. Where she marries a creepy old guy.
3: If you want to try to get tickets before the show goes off, we'll go down together. I gotta see. JT Justin, you guys want to join?
2: I'm actually down.
1: The play will be super reviewed when it's done. Don't worry. We will, I mean, it'll
3: yeah. be super reviewed. Yep. <laughs> so there, yeah, that's Beetlejuice. And yes, if I put it at number five that offended anybody, sorry, not sorry. This is my list, and if you don't like it, too bad
4: so Oof. I can't just come over to your house and choke you.
3: Good night, and God bless. Good
4: night. God bless.
3: <laughs> um. Anyway. All right.
1: Who is it? All right? right, JT, over to you. JT. The my month. turn. Oh, wow. It only took like, like 20. When Who I knew starting. that number five was going to be the controversial picks? Oh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. I- I'll make mine brief. Bear with it. I took notes. I-, I came prepared, boys and girls. I came prepared. I so going into this list, I forgot that Tim Burton directed this movie. I completely forgot that he directed a movie that is one of my earliest childhood memories, truthfully, of any, watching any movie ever. I was surprised by this. And this might surprise some of you, but I put it on the list just, just to mention it. Because I mean, I, ha- I saw it like, like four or five years ago just to reminisce about it. But for some reason, I'm like, you know what? I forgot he directed this. Big fish. Oh! I want no, 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 not a real like uh, another the the movie. Uh. We're gonna be talking about big big fish. fish. We're gonna be talking about the biggest whales, the biggest, you name it. No, 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 no. Um, I don't know what it was about this movie. I just, I remember it. I remember the very ending of it when I've the very first time I saw it and I got it by the way, based on one of my Daniel Wallace shout out to my cousin's husband, whose name is Daniel Wallace. Just saying. Um, Are you married?
3: Is your cousin married to Daniel Wallace of this?
1: Not this Daniel Wallace with a different Daniel Wallace. Uh, we want to apologize
3: yeah, to all the sh- great men out there named Daniel Wallace. It's very
2: and yet generic. another screenplay by John August.
1: Yes, yes, yes. Um, I just, I want to shed some light. I want, I want to shed some light on this. It, for some reason, like his the movie to me, and uh, as I was doing my my, my review, my, my 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 list, excuse me, my list, I was going IMDb looking up like his his initial like what films he's directed. And stuff, and I forgot he did this one, and I gotta tell you, it's kind of like his equivalent to like in my eyes, equivalent to like a for his Forrest Gump of his catalog. If you like, you know, Robert Zemeckis did Forrest Gump. Mm-hmm. yeah what I'm saying? like this is like his most well-received film if you will as far as like user ratings and critic ratings on imdb and stuff like that and i forgot and let's not forget i'm, I'm looking at the notes here right now too it was nominated danny elfman's score was nominated for the best original score at the oscars that year in 2003 mm-hmm. or four i forget but hey i i just i forget this is a movie that i wanted to shed a little light on i i don't remember every little thing about it but I do remember I do like his take on it though, his style, if you will. The story to me was like really, you know, good for what it was. But yeah, don't want to go too much onto it, but Big Fish is my number five because Tim Burton did direct it, ladies and gents. He did direct it. So I just want to yes. I wanted to shed some light for this movie because I forgot how Sam, good it was. We're not we're not talking fish. about we're not talking about real giant salmon in the middle of the ocean. We're talking about the, <laughs> the movie. Called big fish. What yes, a good seven. JT. I had shrimp for dinner tonight. I will tell you that what, much.
2: Was there any big fish in there? At least
1: no, no. It was steak and shrimp. So, so there's no big fish. But we might fish later on this week. Who knows? We'll have to see. There's gonna be the, for the for the rest of the stream. There's gonna be just fish jokes. But uh, <laughs> but yeah, like big fish. Why don't to shed some light. Careful with those. Don't worry. Don't don't worry, you folks. Sir. Yeah, don't well, worry. This thing
3: will go swimmingly.
1: It's just mm. something about this movie I want to revisit. I haven't seen it in like four or five years, but when I saw that he directed, it, I was like, "Oh, that's right! I forgot about that." Big Fish is my number five, boys and girls. All right. Anyways, that really really sounds like
2: do. a lot. of cod swallow.
1: Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> that's a lot of fish. That's a lot of fish. Um, yeah, oh, I can fish. do
2: this all day just for the halibut. <laughs>
1: Oh, you're schooling us on fish then, Justin. Oh no, the
2: puns Oh, I good. see what you did the there. Puns.
1: No, for those That's who for listening you, Mike us, Rifkin. For those who are listening to us, I'm sorry. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna no, say. No, we're
4: no, we're not sorry for doing this.
1: <laughs> not sorry. One bit. <laughs> all right. But Big Fish is my number five. Let's jump over. Who started first? Justin? I Justin, Justin. Over to you. What's your number Justin, four? Justin number four.
2: My number four is actually one of Bill's honorable mentions, Mars Attacks.
1: Oh. Interesting pick. Do you want to go a little bit on, on depth more than Bill, or we, we kind of covered it?
2: So, this is Tim Burton's version of a B movie. <laughs> it is a $70 million B movie with an A list cast, but the effects are of a B movie. The acting is of a B-movie. And just the basic flow of things
0: is just of a B-movie.
2: And that's what makes it great. (laughs) You have Jack Nicholson as the president of the United States. You got Jack Black. Fighting and dying for his country, along with Michael J. Fox and Natalie Portman's the president's daughter.
0: It's nuts. And also, you hear these aliens. Oh
1: my God.
2: <laughs> it's. It's just a really, really fun movie. It's stupid as all hell, but that's just part of the charm. It's a completely self-aware...
0: It knows it's stupid, sucks. and it, and it, and it yeah. just eats it up.
1: Mm-hmm. All right, need we say more on that? There, there's really
2: not a lot to
1: say on it. <laughs> All right. That's fair enough.
4: Nothing left to say now.
1: Ow. So, But that is Justin's number four. Who, who is it? Bill oh, it's me, me
4: it... now. It's number four, sure.
1: Oh, man. What I do mean, we got out I
4: think this is a hint right here. I mean, too bad my fingers aren't scissors.
1: Uh-huh. Mm-hmm.
2: uh-huh.
4: Yeah. My number four is Edward Scissorhands. I mean, I saw the movie like a couple of years ago, but I literally forgot what it was about. I mean, but I know like the moral is, it's just like pretty much being different is okay. Yes. Like in you very, to be accepted for yeah. being
1: different. In a movie that is very, just want to chime in for one second. In a movie that is very received as being a little weird, it's okay to be accepted that you're different, ladies and gents. It's okay. Everyone's mm-hmm. different. We're all for that. And it's something to be embraced. Absolutely.
4: Especially the family that took Edward Scissorhands in after his master died.
1: Right, yeah.
3: I'm abstaining from talking about this because I actually have this on my list a little later, so I'm going to abstain.
4: I'm going to let Bill take care of it then because I'll be taking care of Corpse Bride.
3: You you can finish your thoughts on it now. I mean, I... Go ahead, go finish your thoughts.
4: I've gotten a lot, but I think... Just, I mean, wouldn't it be cool
3: to have
2: scissor hands? That'd be wouldn't. so
1: cool. Yeah, it's it's actually funny. I was just only
2: um, if I
1: can like swap between them, you know. Okay. Um. Yeah, I agree. If I could swap regular hands and Edward scissor hands, that'd be pretty cool. I will say this too, just on a side note: the the movie came out what 1990? Is that correct?
4: 1990.
1: Hold on, let me see. Is it? It says 1990 right here. Is that right? Is Bill. It- 1990.
4: Yes, it is 90. Cool. I thought
1: it was 91. It's 32 oh, wow. years old. It's 32 years old, and it still holds up to this day. So much so, I want to shed, shed some light on this for a sec, guys. Um, I was just in Boston. I, I was up in Salem, Massachusetts this past weekend with my lovely lady, um, Molly Matskin I love you. Um, so we were up there, and we. We were in Salem, Massachusetts, my dear. Like which country and all this. I mentioned this because there were so many Edward Scissorhands walking around. Mm. It was
4: crazy. Wow. God
1: bless like, the great state of Massachusetts. Yes. We're like we're, we I must have counted at least like 10, may, maybe seven at the minimum. I forget. There were so many people just going like with others walking around like in Salem, Massachusetts, you know, haunted place as it is. But it was just want to mention that. So I'm glad you brought this up. Yeah. So I'm done. With my okay.
4: Name.
1: So are you ready for my number four? Which okay, my
3: number five was controversial, and I know number four is going to probably even be more controversial. Oh god! Here this we is go. what I think oh it my.
4: is. I got a remote in my hand. I will pause you.
3: My number four okay. is Sweeney Todd. Oh, okay. <laughs> is Sweeney Todd the Demon Barber of Fleet Street? Go on. I knew
2: this movie was coming. I didn't know what place it was going to mm-hmm. be.
1: What'd you say, JT? Tell me more. Tell me hey, more.
3: Okay, Sweeney Todd. Okay, the t- I've talked about this before, but here's what, okay. Sweeney Todd, The Demon Barber of Fleet Street is based on the musical by Stephen Sondheim. Um, Johnny Depp plays a barber named Benjamin Barker who had a wonderful life, a beautiful wife, a beautiful baby daughter, and then we find out in a in a musical number, um, we find out in a musical number that of what happened that the judge, who is played by Justin, just talked about him,
2: Alan Rickman.
3: The judge oh, played, by the, played by the late great yes. Alan Rickman. Yes, is that ju- is that he was jealous of Ta of Barker. So what he does is, oh, by the way, Barker's played by Johnny Depp. Is what he does is, he um, he, he frames him for a crime and sends him into exile. So years later, Benjamin Barker comes back under a new name, Sweeney Todd, and he comes on the boat with um of a gentleman named Anthony. And so, so the now new Sweeney Todd goes to a pie shop, which is run by Mrs. Lovett. Played That's by- the worst Helen,
4: pies in London.
3: Played by Miss Hel- Helena Bonham Carter. And
1: yeah.
3: they find out, and he find out what, as he's trying to reunite with his wife and daughter. So what happens? So what happened to Sweeney's wife and daughter? Okay, I'm gonna to have to censor some of this for the viewers um after Sweeney was sent into exile, the judge tried to pursue Sweeney's wife. but she kept turning him down until one day she goes to a party he's there and he does um and he does some um,
0: unspeakable things
3: unconsensual activity. Um, does some unconsensual activity and Mrs. Lovett tells Todd that Lucy, his wife, ended up killing herself after that. So, and that the and that the and that the um, and that his daughter is now the ward of the judge, played by Alan Rickman. And he decides to basically get revenge on the world, especially the judge. And what does he do with the pie shop? The worst pies in London? He, um...
2: Well, the Titus Andronicus.
3: For those who don't know what happened, he... He lures customers into his barbershop, and he slits their throats and sends them down to the pie shop, and Mrs. Love bakes them into pies.
4: Ooh, cannibalism.
3: And... And I have, okay, I have to say, and I don't want to give the whole thing away, but let's just say the ending is very intense, and it's very dark. But, and it's, um, first I have to say, and I know this is weird talking about a musical work that basically features cannibalism, the music is absolutely gorgeous. It is, and with, um, and I have to say, Johnny Depp, actually has a pretty good singing voice.
1: He's very talented, you know that, right? Yeah,
3: mm-hmm. yeah. Johnny Depp. I, actually, I have heard some of his bands.
1: He's he's friends with Joe Perry Vermouth, so. Yeah,
3: I remember you told me that. Johnny they Depp. have a
2: band called Hollywood Vampires.
1: Yep.
3: Johnny Depp actually has a really good singing voice and Helena Bonham Carter, she's great. And probably one of my favorite numbers is it my favorite song is it's actually this one's called My Friends. When he's looking at his razor, he's like, you there, my friend. And hes it's just so menacing, but yet so common. And then when he's with the judge, with Alan Rickman, Alan Rickman can actually, could actually sing pretty well, too. And it's during this song called Pretty Women. And it just starts off so soothing. And it goes, pretty women, silhouetting, sipping coffee. Nancy. And then when the orchestra just gets a pretty women, yes, pretty women,
4: sir, pretty
0: women,
3: and he's like ready to off the judge, right? And he's like pretty women, and then what hap- What happens is Anthony, the guy who he met earlier, comes in because he's met a girl, and he's wants to run off with her, and that girl is Joanna, Sweeney's daughter. And, and then the judge storms out. It would have been funny to be like, Todd, Todd, Todd. Uh, Anthony, I'm a little busy right now. Can you come back in like 10 minutes? Okay, good. I'll see you in a few bud. Oh, yeah, where was I? At? Pretty women! <laughs> um, yeah, but the performances are great, and you know what? Here's the thing with with Johnny Depp's performance and why I'm so impressed by it. I'm not the hugest Johnny Depp fan, but you know what? Here's what I'll say. Sondheim, if any, if there's any musical theater aficionados out there who, who've been in musical theater, Sondheim is very difficult to sing. Sondheim is very difficult to sing. So knowing that, yes, Sweeney Todd was in a band, but doing rocking a band and doing musical theater are two totally different
1: things. Yes, 100%. Yeah,
3: I'm not a vocal coach. I agree. I'm not a, I'm not a music expert, but like Sondheim is very difficult to sing. And and also 99.9% of the dialogue is sung in this in this in this movie. So, to someone who's not, um, who's not a professional vocalist, that must be like, sh- that must be like hell on the vocal cords. But um, yeah, I really love Sweeney Todd, um, one of my favorite musicals, and it's coming to Broadway this spring
4: with Josh Groban.
3: With Josh Groban as as Sweeney. Wow! And what's so funny is because he was a big fan of Sondheim, he mm. actually named his now late dog Sweeney. That's pretty cool. Wow. Yeah, so, yeah, Sweeney Todd's my number four. Sweet.
1: Um, this just, well, just really quick before we go over to my pick, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, sure. this, this, did, this won an Oscar for Best Achievement in Art Direction. I don't, I don't know if you knew that, but I, I was just checking on IMDb really quick. Just to yeah, I did see that so i didn't realize that until now that's actually really cool all right my number four is i'm looking at my notes forgive me uh i want to make sure i get this right uh we already kind of we talked about a little bit oh i'm not sure who mentioned it or whatever but charlie and the chocolate factory is my number four truthfully Um, really yes you're gonna be surprised when i say that um i do have memory good plus memories about this movie i mean justin is ready to like flip out at me right now but um for what it was worth i <laughs>
2: what I, i'm just a little surprised i thought i was going to be the only one who had this on their list
1: oh no 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 no! i this is my number four i have three more that are much higher of course quality wise than this i mean but i still like this for what it is though, for me personally. I this is just me, my own list. You know what I mean. Uh But Charlie and I mean, Justin went off on his tangent about it, so I'm not going to go too in depth with it, truthfully. But I will say this: Um the what it, it almost makes me want to do. A, it makes me want to do a movie commentary with Bill and Justin. Okay, his, I'm in too. And, and right. I, yeah. I come on down. I'm like I'm just. Doing, I did see
4: Charlie and his chocolate factory. I'm of
1: doing both the 1971 film and this one. Uh, so I'm so in. It, two different I did a paper on this once. Okay. All right. But we'll just anyways, I'm getting sidetracked. We'll get pizza. We'll we'll get pizza. But um for some reason I was scared at first of some of the things in the movie initially because like I mean it, but if you read if you read the book, it's a scary book. Truthfully, it's like a, it's almost like a horror novel cuz like Yeah, it's if, almost if you, like you Roald
2: go- Dahl wrote it.
1: Yeah, exactly. So but and the movie, the 1971 film was more like a little bit more like 70s comical in a sense. Like it had that like those elements of like, oh, yeah, but this one I felt was a little bit more not completely, but it, it had more seriousness to it. And that's why I put it in number four. I mean, nothing against the Gene Wilder original. Nothing. No, no. Because Gene Wilder, God rest his soul. He was uh, you know, a pioneer of acting in general. I mean, I, I, I worship the author of Gene Wilder sometimes. But like. This one for me with, I mean Johnny Depp. I agree with you, Justin. Terrible casting, but I will say for he did the role the best. It's kind of like the he did the role he best he best he could. Like it's almost like Ryan Reynolds with Green Lantern. Like it was a terrible fit, but he did the best he could with the character. You know what I mean?
2: Nah, I I read the script. Um, I feel like a a different acting choice could have saved it a little bit.
1: Okay, no, I, that's just that's just me though. I just because I felt like I, I, I a part of me also feels like Johnny Depp did this because Tim and Burton are friends. You know what I mean? And th- th- that's not, and we we could have a whole, in it. We really should do a movie come to this one. <laughs> this would be pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean that is my number four. I, I I have some good memories of it. I have some weird memories of it. Certain parts of it were more memorable than others. But overall, it is my number four. Tim Burton. Film was Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Truthfully, uh, and you're right. I mean, did, do, w- will they do more with the property? I don't know. I don't think so. You know, because I, I, I mean, they're talking about like a prequel about how Willy Wonka, you know, did it. I feel like they're just kind of begging for money at that point. Like, oh, we're gonna do that. So that's me. Did, well, it's already
2: they did, being
4: they did filmed, a musical so. as well, and it was right. good in London, but not good on Broadway.
2: Right? Yeah, right. I saw the Broadway one. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't. It was lacking.
1: Okay, fair enough. But this—I don't want to go into that. For the, Justin went off on his tangent with it. Um, but this is my number four. Uh, who is next for their number three? Oh my god, Austin. Justin, right?
2: That's me, Allie. Yes. I am sorry. This is as high as I could get it. What? My number three is Beetlejuice.
4: <laughs> really? How many us are gonna say Beetlejuice in this? Or worse. <laughs> we don't talk about him
2: And JT What do you mean really
1: oh. No I, I've, I, Bill was standing up in the background of his camera I was like really you're up you're just up on camera now? Oh <laughs> You God. know why Why Justin Because this movie is
2: Awesome Yep. Yes Michael wonderful. Keaton is Really Proved his acting chops. I started gushing about it with Bill's choice. He's oozing with charisma and just having a ball with the role. Um, You have Alex Baldwin and Gina Davis. You really believe the chemistry there. You really believe that they are drop dead in love with each other. Um, No
3: pun (laughs) intended.
2: I loved how obnoxiously normal the family is supposed to be that moves in. Like, all right, maybe normal's not the best word since they are really wealthy, but they it's. Part of the whole thing with Tim Burton is the weirdest stuff to Tim is the normal world. He feels the most comfortable in the surreal. And that is very apparent with this movie. You get these wide-angle shots of uh, what's what's the interior designer's name?
0: Oh, God. Oh, I forget. I'll look it up. Someone help me out.
3: I
1: will make you say my name. The interior designer who, like, uh, who gets Beetlejuice or no?
3: Yeah.
1: Oh man, uh, I, forget, I forget the character's name. The actor or the character. Character. Oh god, I don't remember. Okay.
3: Uh, um. Uh, Catherine O'Hara's character. No.
4: The interior the, design.
3: The male, the down? big guy. The big okay. guy. Uh, Forgetting. Otto, Otto. thank you who is played by Glenn Shaddix. Come on! Arthur is amazing!
0: Don't pick on Arthur. He's Arthur.
2: <laughs> yeah. Like, he's supposed to be this fraud, and a very apparent that he is, but he is having a blast in that role. Like, you get these wide-angle lens shots of his face. You really believe that it, it, this guy is just creepy and unpleasantly
0: conniving. Um,
2: I love this movie. I really do. But, like I said, I can only put it up as high as number three.
1: Alrighty. Allie, you're number three. (laughs) So
4: my number three is actually Corpse Bride. Ah, I mean, Bill mentioned a lot of it already, the whole plot of how Victor tries to practice his wedding vows, ends up getting dragged down to the underworld, and then tries to go back to try to make amends with his to-be-bride until stuff happens. But in the movie, we find out how our lovely corpse bride did die and a great song number i love the remains of the day oh that
3: is a that is probably my favorite song in the movie
4: yes
3: die die we all pass away don't wear a frown because it's really okay you might try and hide but you might try and pray but we
4: all all end end up the remains
3: of the day i love the jazz okay you know what i
4: noticed as well the coloring like like the underworld is more colorful than it is up in Victorian England.
3: Yeah, because but- you know what I, because I actually have this movie on DVD and the commentary they say about it is like, you know, because the world of dead supposed to be very lively, like they don't have anything to worry about anymore. They're dead, so they might as well just have fun. While the upstairs, well, the world of living is very dreary, very. Black and white. Mm-hmm. Yes, 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 wretched! Yes,
4: there's an eyeball in my soup.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh, I seem to have come spontaneously combusted.
3: Oh, I'm quite sorry.
2: Oh, it's all right. I tire of living.
3: for uh, <laughs> really the best. Is it really a okay? game? Okay, that had nothing to do with Corcoran. That was a family. But guy,
4: things too. must go, Bill. According to plan.
3: According to plan. Yeah. But um
4: But you know what's another fun fact? It's another what? Johnny Depp Hell in the Bottom Carter starring.
3: God, this is our third one. It is. That's crazy. You, you know what my favorite line in this movie though is? What? When he goes when he says. Oh, when, when Albert Finney is saying Oh, my grandfather, if he this, he'd be rolling over in his grave. And then the grandfather goes, finish. And he has a <laughs> martini glass. Where do you keep the spirits?
2: Ha-ha.
3: That's probably my favorite line of the whole movie.
4: <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do feel bad a lot for the corpse part it's herself.
3: Do you want At to go into this story? They just want to let the good people see it for themselves.
4: They got to see it for themselves. But let's just say her ending.
3: Oh, that that ending,
4: ending is very bittersweet.
3: And we talk about Remains of the Day, but you know what I also really like? And it's an instrumental thing. I really like the piano. Oh, yeah. The I mean, I also got to
4: say, people think with Victoria, it's like, oh, she's just this beautiful person, but she does have character too.
3: Like, You know, at first she's like, oh, she's so boring. But as you get to know her, and even, you know, Helena Bonham's character, even the Corpse Bride herself has good character. Yep. I, I, you know what? Correct? Tell me what you think, Allie. I think this is kind of underrated.
4: It is. I think it's
3: very underrated.
4: Really underrated. Again, another one of my top lists that have that are very underrated. Yeah, and you know what? That's cool. Hmm. All right. Well, that's it for me, Mr. Murphy. Okay. You
3: know what? You're in the hot seat. You know what my number three is? Do 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 Okay. Finally! Batman 89!
2: Love this movie so much.
3: Okay, I have a feeling... I have a feeling that first, tonight's going to be a good night, and second of all... Yeah, Black Eyed Peas, don't sue me. Um,
2: Yeah, you're going to hear all of us have our peace on this one. So I'm
3: going to keep my remarks very brief. Um, Anyway, Doug Walker, that was for you, my friend. But Michael Keaton's Batman. Justin, is it about the time I start nerding out right now?
5: It's time!
4: time! Michael Keaton as
3: Batman is freaking awesome!
2: Yeah, preach, brother! He's
3: just so... He's just... You know what I love about him, like what I like more about him than Christian Bale? is like Christian Bale tries to be intimidating. Well, guess what? Michael Keaton just is intimidating.
2: It's effortless.
3: He's just like, in the first scene, he's just... Yeah, you don't scare those, me. Your ass is grass.
2: He and has those crazy eyes.
3: Like he doesn't have to do this. He's more... Hey, yeah, you don't... He, you don't, you don't scare me, buddy. Your ass is grass. And just drops him. It is. It's so great. And you know what? It's like. He doesn't really say much in the bat suit once you think about it.
1: I'm Batman. <laughs>
3: but all we we all know what we have to talk about.
1: Oh, God. Here we go. Jack.
2: Tell me something.
3: Jack is Do dead, dance my friend. From now on, you can call me Joker. And as you can see, I'm a lot happier. Jack Nicholson's Joker. Do we really have to say anything? Anything less?
2: Oh, I'll have my peace. Don't worry.
3: He he is like the per as much as I love Heath Ledger's Joker, he's the perfect combination of t- sick and twisted, but also fun. Yeah. He's just the perfect combination. Hey Justin, tell me something, my friend. Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? Huh? It's something I say to all my prey. I like the way it sounds. <laughs>
0: Never touch another man's rhubarb.
2: (laughs) Rub. What? Never rub another man's rhubarb.
3: Never never rub another man's rhubarb. I think that's very good advice, Justin. What do you think?
2: Like I said, I will have my (laughs) peace.
3: JT, do you think never rubbing another man's rhubarb is good advice?
1: Yes. Don't rub another man's rhubarb.
3: And, And you know why I love this movie so much? I feel like it's very revolutionized
1: the comic book movie genre. It took Batman out of the world of camp with Adam West. As much like, as I love it, but still.
2: Like, oh, there was still camp, but it was a different kind of the camp.
1: Justin, right. was you'll there. never hit a guy. You will, will, you'll never hit a
0: guy with glasses.
1: <clears throat> I really wish they would re-release this movie in theaters.
3: Oh, if that yeah. happens. I'd love to see that. We're, the three of us are going, and Allie, you're coming too. I am. Yep. You're, you 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 you, we'll you need you to see this on to. the big screen. Okay.
1: If you, they you're ever coming with us,
3: whether you like it or not.
1: If if, if they ever re-release it, we'll, we'll go see it.
3: All well, the four of us will go see it. Um. Yes. Okay. Allie, you're hanging out with the guys. Guys' night out. We had Allie. <laughs> and Allie. We love you Allie. But anyway. Um, <laughs> but anyway, it's just it brought Batman out of the world of camp and of course I talked about it last week. The music is freaking amazing.
1: Danny Elfman.
3: Oh, oh it's so good. Like and Justin, I don't know if you saw this last week when we were talking about our five favorite film composers, but when I was talking about Danny Elfman, did you know that this movie was going to be DOA? Well, because when they were telling like one of the executives that he just didn't seem interested, and then Tim Burton told Danny Alfman, "Danny, play the march," and the executive was doing this with his pen. He he. So this so that theme basically saved the movie. Mm.
2: Random facts with Bill.
3: With Bill. Random facts with Bill. Ow. JT, what do they win if they guess
1: what song that's a parody of? So if you can guess what song that parodies, you can reach us at one eight hundred Got Bill. And if you if if you know what song it is and you know what song we parody parodies, you can win a signed one eight hundred Got Bill T-shirt signed by Bill.
4: Signed by Bill! One eight hundred Got Bill. We do Got the Bills.
1: We're not we're not even and, kidding. And what else do they? And you, what
3: else do they win, JT?
1: They win your respect.
3: They win my respect.
1: <laughs> Every single week. We
3: haven't had any takers, have we?
1: No, but, but I, should, should I give the fine people a hint?
3: <laughs> okay, fine.
1: All right. The song came out in 2018. That's all we're going to say. Oh, Just yeah. say Don't No one say it, but we'll tell you off air. Okay. I know what song it is. Um, But yeah. So, Batman 89 it, is my number three. And it's fucking awesome. Oh, God. All right. All right. B- uh, that was Bill and then me, right? Yes. All right. All right. Finally, we're getting to some good. Uh, fi- I, I know we're, we're climbing up the, the ladder, if you will, of Tim Burton stuff. My number three, and I'll make this quick because I mean, Ali and Justin, I think both touched on it a lot. And actually, I chimed in for a minute there too. But Edward Scissorhands is my number three.
4: Oh, okay.
1: Okay, and I surprised some of you for like where I put it, but I, I don't want to go too much into detail because we already. So someone already, I think, I believe Ali already said it. Um, as I said before, I was just in Salem, Massachusetts, with, with my lovely girlfriend. Al, uh, with my lovely, my, uh, my lovely girlfriend Molly. Sorry, I was like stuttering there. Um, and we went up there to Salem, Massachusetts, for the weekend. And we saw tons of people dressed as Edward Scissorhands. And aside from that, though, the movie, that, that shows you the movie has held up over time. The movie has really, has really, um, what's the word? The movie has become, I guess, a classic at this point. It was just 32 years old. It came out in 1990. It's almost 33 years old. Um, but we've said a lot on it. I don't want to go too much in depth with it. But Edward Scissorhands, you know, who would not love to have scissors as sands? You can cut, you can do flowered hedging with your bare hands. Why not? You know. <laughs> um, does anyone have, 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 anything, have anything to say on Edward's Scissor hands at all, or no?
4: No, I definitely covered a lot.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I like t- because Ali did a lot of t- stuff. It. Justin, you do, This is on. No, nothing to say. Okay, Bill. Anything? Sorry, I
2: haven't seen this one.
3: Um, it's on my list. So okay.
1: Bill, we'll get to his sharing and points of view in a second. But, uh, but yeah, Edwards, this is my number three. Now, as some of you have been waiting a little while now for our number two Tim Burton film. Justin? Justin, you go first. Oh. What is your number two Tim Burton film?
2: So, you ever heard of the healing power of laughter <laughs> <laughs>
5: Get
2: out of here. <laughs> Not get out of here. Yes, Batman eighty nine. It's my number two.
1: Really? I was, I thought it'd be your number one for some reason.
2: Oh. Oh, uh, you'll see what my number one is.
1: It's big, it's big fish. I knew it.
2: <laughs> you know me no. so well, JT. Anyway. No, I, I. I'm just kidding. I nerded out. For a a while, this was my favorite, but I had to... uh, I will say this. I think this is
0: his best movie, Hmm. but it's not my favorite. Okay.
2: Michael Keane. Amazing Batman! He is still my Batman. Incredible performance!
4: You want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts! <laughs> I guess you can say Michael Keaton is a good actor.
2: Oh, he is. He shows range. He does show range in, and um, say what you will about Vicky Vale. She works in the movie. She does. Yes, Kim Basinger. Um, Kim Basinger is Vicky Vale. Um. Jack,
0: Jack, Jack, Jack. Perfect
2: casting for The Joker. Absolutely. It's probably the closest to the comics that we've ever gotten for The Joker.
0: At least in live action so mm-hmm. far.
2: Yes. Like he goes into an art studio, kills everyone in it, and then just starts defacing all the art projects to Prince. I mean, come on.
3: May I? That's Justin? amazing. Justin, may I? Go ahead. Gentlemen, let's broaden our minds. Arts?
2: Ort?
0: Doom
2: and of course, you have to bring up the music. And also, this is the only version of Pat Hingle's Commissioner Gordon that actually does this job.
0: Yes. And that's that's what I have for my number two pick, Batman. All righty. Uh,
1: Allie, what is your number two pick for Tim Burton?
4: So, Phil already said Beetlejuice. Justin said Beetlejuice. <laughs> Brian, it's showtime.
5: <laughs> oh no, we oh, yeah. said his name
4: three
0: times!
4: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Lydia does yell this in the musical. And sorry, Winona Ryder, I like musical Lydia better than your Lydia.
0: Ooh. It's just hot take.
4: Broadway's Lydia has more character. Even though technically she's one of the stars of it. I don't know i just found winona Ryder feeling like there's like pretty much just like the same
0: but everything else oh, amazing i mean you guys touched up a lot but still the child bride marriage though
5: oh yeah oh yeah <laughs>
4: I don't know, but for me, it's like, I would love to do like a whole comparison of musical versus movie one day.
0: It's a mixed bag.
1: A
3: I would
4: to definitely that be one of them, I would do.
3: That'd be
1: fun. Musicals compared to film adaptations or vice versa? Hmm. Boom.
2: Like the films compared to their musical adaptations.
1: Yes.
3: I like
2: it.
4: And we will include SpongeBob, even though it's just a series.
2: I can Young Frankenstein, Aladdin, go. Lion King, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory.
4: I'm adding Lion King in there too. Hey, Justin. Hump.
2: What hump? <laughs>
4: <laughs> but that's it for me for my number two because you guys done we a thought, lot.
3: We all talked a lot about it so far. Yeah. yeah. Okay, my number two. This is going to be controversial.
1: Big fish. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs>
3: well, right. my friends. This is a cop-out. I'm uh, ready. I have a weapon. And he did not direct this movie. I'm a I knew we know it. We have to include him it because I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. Well, you think about it. It's kind of his it's his trademark. The nightmare before Christmas.
1: See, like, I just knew pulling it up before you even said it. Like, I, I just
3: knew you were about to say I, controversy. I know people gonna go, wait a minute,
4: he didn't direct it. Henry no. Schelek did,
3: douche my game. And I'm no, like No, he produced it. He produced it. Okay, he did produce it, but he wrote the story. And the name of it is called Tim Burton's The Nightmare
1: Before Christmas. Technically, it's Disney's Tim Burton's The Night Before Christmas. I'm just
3: kidding. Oh, but. God. Another <laughs> There
1: we
4: go. Just to think, this is going to be 30 next year.
1: We're, we're doing movie commentary next year. We know that for sure.
3: Oh, yeah. Anyway, next year. I've gushed about this movie a lot. We all know the story Jack Skeleton, The Pumpkin King of Halloween. Is tired and bored of the old song and dance and wants something new. He sleepwalks, he goes into he goes into a door, which ends up being Christmas Town, falls in love with it, and say he's gonna be Santa this year. Like Sandy. Sandy Claus. Sandy Claus? Hmm. It's just the animation, and this was like before Pixar, the animation is. The stop-motion is just really cool. It's astonishing. Oh,
4: yeah, there's so many stop-motion pictures that are phenomenal.
3: The music is amazing. I've talked about it a lot. um, And just the characters. Jack is just so likable. Jack is really likable. Okay, he plots to kidnap Santa Claus and ruin Christmas, but other than that, he's likable. Um, It's just such, just the way Tim Burton takes you into the world is just fascinating. And I just love the idea of all the holidays having their own world. It's just so cool. Ah, there's Disney. Oh, yeah. Speaking of which, did you hear Tim Burton recently said he doesn't want to work with Disney anymore?
4: I mean, we have reasons why now. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. (laughs)
2: They were my. Here's a hint, folks. They were my
3: dishonorable mentions. He said they were like soulless corporate or something like that. They're a soulless corporate circus. (laughs) But anyway, like, here's what you know, like, here's an interesting fact. At first, when this movie was released, Disney didn't even want to put their name on it. Because this was in the midst of their renaissance when they were releasing movies like Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Lion King. And and, and because they thought it was going to be too dark and scary for kids. So they put it under one of their subsidiary companies, Touchstone, which was the same studio that brought us Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. and, and you want to know something, it's like now this movie has just become a cultural phenomenon like when this movie came out it wasn't a flop but it wasn't a the huge hit that everyone thinks it was like it was a marginal success at the box office and you know it
2: It became a sleeper home
3: video it exactly it did and it did well with critics And, you know, it did, you know, critics, well, well, critics liked it, but like just the amount it's come today, like, you know, and I've said these examples before, if you go to Hot Topic from September 1st to January 1st, all you see is Nightmare Before Christmas stuff. Yep. If you go on Free Forum, it's on both their 31 nights of Halloween and their 25 days of Christmas lineup.
2: What about, you, right what about Thanksgiving? Right down
3: in the
4: middle. The kickoff to the 25 days before Christmas.
3: And if you go to Disneyland, I think it's—I don't know if it's in Disney World, but in Disneyland, they have the Haunted Mansion. They convert it to—they give it a Nightmare Before Christmas overlay, call it Haunted Mansion Holiday. I
4: think they do do it in a Disney World
3: they to coincide with both Mickey's not so scary Halloween party and Mickey's very Merry Christmas party. Hmm. So this movie, I, I watch it like every Halloween and every and between Halloween and Christmas every year. I absolutely adore this movie. And, Hmm. and it's just, it's just such a, it's just brings you into such a magical world. And, It's, yeah, it could be weird in times, but the creativity, the characters, the music.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: As Okay, I'm really starting to gush over this film, but.
1: Check out our movie review by, brought to you by Bill on our YouTube channel. Just saying.
3: Yeah, go watch it. It's really good. It's 20 I'm
4: a this wasn't number one for you.
3: Oh, Maybe. you'll see what number one is. Oh, I know what number one is. <laughs> Let me guess. Okay, let's go over
1: to JT. Oh, no. Well, we've done so much talking about this one movie. I'm just going to say it, and then we're going to go on to our our number one, because we've literally talked about this one movie, like, so much in one night, and more than I thought we would. But if we say it three times... We
3: already did! Hey, I think this is the only movie that was on all of our list. Yay! so
4: JT, I JT, I did swipe right.
1: We did. This is our number two. Yep. So, but, swiped I, right. we swiped
4: right.
3: You could uh, have said something, JT. Oh boy, here we go. So who's buying dinner Friday night? Oh God,
1: Bill. <laughs> and are Molly, yeah, if Bill, you
3: watched,
1: that was a joke. Bill, 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 Bill are, are Bill, you paying you're, no, because you're no.
3: you're saying it? Saying what?
4: You said who's buying? Well, you know your answer. Come
3: on.
1: We'll only charge you a little bit. Okay, sounds good. No, no, no. Okay, I'm going to
4: order a bunch of wine, some lobster, scallops for an appetizer.
3: (laughs) That's a lot. Thank you, please continue.
1: Anyways, Beetlejuice.
4: (laughs) Beetlejuice?
1: Yes. Beetlejuice. Oh, no, we
4: said it three times.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, it's
4: showtime.
1: (laughs) Well, Anyways. (laughs) But yeah, need we say more on this movie? The movie is great. Michael Keaton, this is pre Batman 1989, of course, but uh, it really showed how Michael Keaton can go from a sick, deranged, dead person or a ghost almost to Batman, which is great. You know, so, but we'll, <laughs> whatever. But yeah, Beetlejuice, I'm not going to repeat it again, is my number two Tim Burton film. All righty. Justin. Now we're up to the final round, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> what is our number uh, one picks? Justin is just ready to be like, go to bed at this point. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> here we go.
2: So you all remember on the 100th episode, I made a bold statement that my favorite Batman movie was Batman Returns.
1: So it's not a Batman movie. It's actually Tim Burton's Planet of the Apes in 2001. <laughs> you got me, JT. I got you so good. <laughs>
2: Batman Returns is my number one pick.
4: <laughs> okay, cool. Fair enough. Yep.
2: Fair enough. Uh, no, I no hatred here. Adore this movie. Warts and all. Warts and all. And there are warts, but I love them. The warts of this movie just add to the madness. Because that's what this movie is. Pure, unadulterated Tim Burton madness. Meow. Hi. I think the word you're looking for is ah! and you the difference between Batman 89 and Batman returns is with Batman 89 there are one or two performances I'm like I can take or leave you. I love Everyone in this penguin. I know the character is inconsistent as in hell. I still love him. He, he's just so much fun. And yes, I know you think that Tim Burton was copying Edward Scissor Hands Bill. I know you're thinking that right now.
3: I am thinking that right now.
2: I don't care. And come on, Michelle Pfeiffer. JT said it best. Meow. Meow.
1: Literally just straight up. Just a, just uh, one, of her, one of her first lines in the movie is just meow. <laughs> Need we say more? <laughs> and come on, you
2: have Christopher Walken wow. as a Batman villain. Come on!
1: forgot about that, yeah.
0: Selena.
2: Selena, Kyle. You're fired. Bruce, why are you dressed up like Batman? Because he is Batman, Batman you, you moron, moron. Was. Was. <laughs> Come on. This movie is absolutely bonkers, and I love every minute of it. Oh, my
1: God. Fair enough. Fair enough. That's Justin's number one Burton film is Batman Returns of 1992. It,
2: it is the most Tim Burton movie Tim Burton has ever released.
1: Big fish. I'm just kidding.
2: Because he, <laughs> he was
3: given complete creative control. He was, yeah. Art Blanche. And... They lost the Happy Meal deal over that.
1: (laughs) The Happy Meal deal. No, that's true. Look it up. That rhymes. Happy Meal Meal deal. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, that's a great (laughs) picture. Proud of you. All right, who is? uh, Allie was it? Oh boy, here we go. Allie, talk to me.
4: I am upset about this from one of you guys. Because my number one is dumbo. No way. It's not dumbo. No, no. no, no, (laughs) I'm only kidding.
3: I'm sorry, Allie. We can't be friends anymore. (laughs) I'm going to have an (laughs) an (laughs) aneurysm in
1: about a five
2: second. It's not
1: dumbo. It's It's nightmare before Christmas. Oh, okay.
2: It's nightmare.
4: Like, honestly, my Mm -hmm. older sister, shout out to her who's living in South Carolina. She got me into this. Okay. And I am obsessed with it every single time of this year. Between October 1st and December 25th, I am in nightmare mode. Just everything about it. And fun fact: Paul Rumen's what Wee Harmon is in this movie. Hmm. <laughs> Random fact with Allie. All right. back <laughs> with Allie.
0: Uh, nice.
4: No, but there's like, honestly, all the songs are amazing. Even the Oogie Boogie song. Like, oh, I love know? that
0: song. Oogie, Oogie Boogie.
4: boogie. <laughs> dum, dum, dum. And actually, this is another fun fact they just, someone just wrote a sequel to Nightmare Before Christmas. I read it. And there's more to know about like the whole Night Before Christmas, how everything came to be, especially. On Sally's end. I recommend you get it on Amazon, people. It's about 14 bucks. It'll be worth your while.
1: If I had 14 bucks to spend, I would.
4: <laughs> but this is another another random fact. Wow. Jasmine, is- Sally and Zero. Tell me about this. How come there's always a male, female, and a dog in Frankenweenie and, and in Corpse Bride?
2: Ooh. Oh boy, she's bringing in the theory. I'm correlating.
1: Run away! (laughs) Run away! Run away! What's going on here?
4: Theories, people. It's just the theory. Oh, wrong channel.
1: This has been fan (laughs) theories with
4: Ellie.
1: right here on the Super Review Show. Super reviewed. (laughs) Yes, this conversation has been super reviewed, kids. Yep. Oh my god. Um, this is your number one though.
4: This is my number one.
1: Wow, big words. And it will be my
4: number one.
1: Forever and ever.
4: Unless Wednesday does something to make me.
1: Or Beetlejuice 2 takes it. I'm just kidding.
4: Uh, Seriously, people, have Netflix, go watch Wednesday. hmm. Because I'm watching it.
1: All right.
3: All
4: right. Bill.
3: Okay. My number one, and I've been. And I've been waiting on it. We've talked about... JT and Allie have talked about this movie. I said it was on my list. My number one is Edward Scissorhands. Really? Wow. Yeah, I saw this comment.
1: I did too, not gonna
3: lie. Yeah. Um, Okay, Edward Scissorhands... Is... Edward Scissorhands is... um, I love this movie. We we Allie and JT have talked about the plot. Um what I I'm not the biggest Johnny Depp fan, but I love Johnny Depp in this movie. I love Edward's character. He's just so likable and innocent. He's just so likable and innocent, and he's just a good character. And he's just and I really like the chemistry between him and Winona Ryder. And because I think what makes it so wonderful is that Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder were actually engaged at the time. They were actually engaged at the time. And what I really love about this, this movie is the message is that differences are not something to scoff at, but something to celebrate. Mm -hmm. And, and it really is a beautiful film. And I just, this one scene makes me choke up when he goes, when Edward goes, when Kim's like, I know a writer's character said, hold me. And he goes, I can't
0: and it's just so it's
3: and what's actually kind of um, what's kind of and what's kind of heartbreaking is it's kind of nice and heartbreaking the inventor is actually played by Vincent Price because Vincent
0: oh, that's his last film role
3: yes that was his last that was actually his last film role and because tim burton idolized vincent price growing up yeah in actually his short film vincent
2: yep vincent
3: vincent price actually narrated the whole thing oh wow wow because tim burton just loved his just loved vincent price and he was supposed to be in the film more, but because Vincent Price wasn't in the best health at the time. Wasn't in the best health at the time. He they had to reduce his film. More. And also, fun fact, Ali, since you and I just talked about it, did you know he was actually originally idea to voice Sandy Claus in The Nightmare Before Christmas?
4: Really?
3: But like they they did test recordings, but at this time, you know. Like I said, Vincent Price wasn't in the best of health, and this was after his wife passed away. Right. So his recordings just thought, they thought he sounded too depressed and too sad. So they went with Ed Ivory instead. And also, the movie was actually, Nightmare Before Christmas was actually released on the day Vincent Price died.
4: Oh my gosh, I didn't know that.
3: So, yeah, but getting back to Edward Scissorhands, yeah. <laughs> But the film is just, the film is just, I love the music in it and I have to give a very small spoiler when I, to the end, and it's like throughout the story of the film, you see an old woman telling the story of the movie to a little girl
0: Mm.
3: and you realize that the that the old woman is Kim, Winoa Ryder's character. Oh. Uh-huh. And and she's telling the story to her granddaughter. And the granddaughter says, Well, grandma, is he still alive? And he goes, Yeah, huh? Yes, sweetie, he, he's still alive. Because he's immortal, he'll live forever. Oh. And he's still up there. And he goes, well, why don't you go see him? No, I'm an old woman. I want him to remember me as I was, young and beautiful. But how do you know he's okay? It never snowed before he came here. And now it snows. And it shows the scene when she's dancing, when he's making the ice sculptures. And just that... Oh, my God. It's just such a beautiful movie. And just, like, I remember, actually, when I first saw it, I was, like, six or seven. I remember the story. What was that, Justin? I
2: remember the story.
3: Okay. My neighbor used to babysit me when I was, like, six or seven years old. And, and And she told me... And she and she watched the movie and I watched the movie with her and I was terrified. This movie like traumatized me when I was young. So the cats. <sighs> We're not, we don't talk about
2: that. Oh, that's but, just traumatizing in general.
3: No, I mean the one from... No, I know. But I remember like years later when I was, I think it was between my junior and senior year of high school, we went to her... Um, graduation party from law school and she put in the thank you note sorry about the edward scissorhands trauma so but and you wonder what and please do not laugh at me here folks the most recent time i watched this i actually had tears in my eyes at the end
0: it's
3: just such a nice film and just such a you you know what you think about sort of like tim burton's version of beauty and the beast Oh yeah, like think about it. Edwards the beast, Kim is Belle, and the boyfriend is Gaston, and or this it's basically Tim Burton's version of the Ugly Duckling,
0: mm-hmm.
5: and
3: I again I love the message that and you know coming from someone who's on the autism spectrum I just love the message that. The scissors are our differences, and it doesn't make us weird. It makes us unique, and that's why I love this movie so much, and I will always have a special place in my heart for this movie. Hmm, I might watch it tonight. Who knows? (laughs) Okay, and that's my number one, Edward Scissorhands. JT, I think I know what your number one is. Do you? I do. What
1: is it? It's Batman 89. No, it's not. It is? It's Mrs. Patty
2: Green's Home for Peculiar Children, isn't it, <laughs> yes.
1: No, we all know my number one is it's Planet of the Apes. From t- I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We don't need to ever talk about that horrific <laughs> thing again.
2: Really? Now that's a dishonorable mention. <laughs> yeah, that is a, sorry. It's not
3: a remake. It's a reimagining. <laughs> <laughs> know what That's, they
4: say yeah. sometimes reboots should not exist
1: agreed unless you're rise dawn or war of planet of the Apes, which are all awesome just saying uh but no bill is correct batman, batman, batman 1989 is my number one pick there is no denying it whatsoever we've talked a lot about it. i just want to shed a little bit of love for this movie i know we talked a lot about a lot of other stuff tonight too but batman 1989 was one of the first superhero films I'd ever seen. Ever. I mean, it, it, this one, uh, Superman, the movie, and Batman 66, some of the earliest comic book movies I've ever seen. They they guide, guided my life in different directions and whatnot, and I, I've loved all of them for a long time. Yes, Adam West, Batman's campy. This one re solidified the Batman as the Dark Knight. Not, to, not just the movie of the same name, but This one showed how Batman is not just golly Batman, you know, or G. willikers Robin. Like, it's not just camp or cheese. There is cheese, sure, but it's like 80s dark cheese. Like, you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. That, to me, is a little, it's not campy. It's it's got elements of cheese to it. But to me, it's one of the best super movies we've ever gotten. It's the General Burton kind of camp. Exactly. Thank you. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. But but this movie in general is just awesome. The Batmobile, can we? No one talked about that for a second. But Tim Burton's art direction and design and stuff like that for this movie, and the sequel that we built, Justin talked about too. Good God! Major props to
2: Bo Welch, who I think was the production designer of this movie.
4: I do have a confession, guys. What you also do want to watch Batman nineteen eighty nine?
2: Yes, you saw. You've seen it. It's
1: on HBO Max. Ah. Okay.
4: So
2: I have
1: HBO Max too. I I I can watch it. Yeah, I, I it can
2: too, watch so. it. Yeah. I can watch it too. Yes. Yeah, so can I, but it's a little different when it's on the big screen. Mm.
1: Of course, if if mm-hmm. if, it, if, it, if they ever re-release it for whatever reason, we're all going to go. No doubt about it. Um to me also and, this really sh- and there's there's one scene in this Batman movie that Tim Burton and Michael Keaton worked out so well. It's the scene where he's like reminiscing about his parents being shot at because of what the, the Joker said, or that before it was the Joker Jack said to him. Yeah, and he's like as the moment he's like, "Tell me, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight?" And he found out that he's made the connection. But it's that scene when Michael Keaton showed that you don't have to just be a hard hitting crime fighter as you know as acting as one you can show the character has depth you can show that i applaud burton and michael keaton for that one scene in particular in that in the movie when he's in the bat cave he's just sitting there he's like and then for sure vicky vale so vicky vale shows up like shortly afterwards i mean i that scene always has been in my head for a long time it's just been in my head and i remember that one scene in particular because it shows how strong this movie still is to this day and it was directed by Tim Burton the same guy who gave us countless classics like Pee-wee's Big Adventure and also Beetlejuice and Planet of the Apes just kidding mm-hmm. anyways I digress but Batman the Batman 89 a stone cold classic pillar in comic book history forever and ever directed you, by the one only really Tim Burton what's up Bill
3: you know what I think is one of the best scenes in that movie what is it it's in the end, and when they're reading that letter,
1: oh yeah, like, Harvey gave us RV a did
3: not Two faced They're like, "We yeah. got a letter from Batman. The forces of evil are here, and if they ever, if they ever come again, call me. How do we call him? He gave us. He, this. Was
5: mm-hmm.
1: he gave, gave us a something. signal.
3: And the music swells up, and you just have like the biggest nerdgasm you've ever had in your life.
1: I was just gonna <laughs> say that the score by Danny Alfman is almost, I would argue, it's even more iconic than The Dark Knights.
2: No, I agree. I agree. It is more iconic. There's no it's... argument about it. I mean,
1: when you really think, when you think about Batman, I don't really think about the modern. I mean the 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 batman with robert Pattinson that movie had like a really solid score as well don't get me wrong that score was menacingly awesome but like the, the the iconicness of danny Elfman's batman score is just flawless in my opinion truly a classic so but that is my number 1 um do we have any concluding thoughts any last minute things before we just sign off for the night guys anything else this
2: was um, if anyone wants a good laugh Find the scene in Batman Returns with the marching penguins and listen to how the music just swells in that scene.
3: Oh, God, that scene is so oh It's hilarious. Justin, am I inheriting some of your cynicalness or your cynicism? Oh, boy. Listen. What? You,
2: you just have to give into the madness. That's my best advice.
3: All
4: right. What if we were born mad? Mm-hmm.
3: Aren't we all just a bit mad sometimes?
1: Hmm. I guess so.
3: Well, uh, I guess that's our Halloween special for this
1: year, huh? Yes, that will do it for us here on the Super Review Show. Thank you so much for watching, listening, however you enjoyed us tonight. And, uh, don't forget to check out these sports. I'm just kidding. Bill. What was that? Sports Insanity podcast on the Sports Insanity Network. Don't forget to check us out tomorrow night at 7 o'clock for Thursday night. Gridiron. Yes. I want to thank the two individuals who joined us this week This week for our Halloween special. Justin and Allie, you both are incredible co-hosts. We'd love to have you back on more if you can. Come on. Thank you. Yeah, we Seriously. love having you guys.
2: Really
4: Anytime.
2: Also, just give me a single. Returns. It's a Christmas movie. Just Justin,
3: Justin has Justin. spoken oh, oh
4: God! Vibe for Christmas is a both Halloween and Christmas
3: Ali has spoken
1: We're going to leave it up to you guys out there in the comment section below whether or not that is a Christmas movie or a Halloween movie or it could be both We'll <laughs> leave it up to you guys in the comment section below Just want to let you guys know about that Don't forget to subscribe If you like what you've seen here or like what you've heard Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on our social media pages Like us on Facebook Follow us on Twitter and follow us simply and then on Instagram, simply at The Super Review Show. We will see you guys next week. Have a wonderful Halloween, everyone. And uh, don't forget to watch Ghostbusters, just saying. Uh, that's going to do it for us here. So stay safe and take care. And I ain't afraid of no ghost.